2: Happy Monday, football fans, and welcome into another edition of the Chase Podcast. I'm Isaac Sines and I thank you for joining me. In today's episode, NFL defensive tackle Jarrell Worthy and I give our early picks for 2019 League Awards, including MVP and Comeback Player of the Year. We will also discuss some second-year players that could be destined for breakout seasons. The fall is another production of the Chase Podcast, covering the latest news and analysis around the National Football League. Turn the volume up. The chase is on and the chase is live. Now let's say the cheers and applause. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome into the Pro Football Chase podcast. It's Isaac Signs with you, and joining me for another episode is NFL defensive tackle Jarrell Worthy. Today, him and I are going to give our early picks for the 2019 League Awards. So I know it's uh, really early in June and the season is still ahead, but we figured we'd have some fun today. So Jarrell, thanks again, man, for joining me. I know you're a busy man, a busy father, and a busy husband. So how are things rolling for you today?
0: Bro, uh, going pretty well.
2: Um, I'm working a few jobs at the house.
0: I'm a nurse. I am a husband. I'm a father right now. Let's see. I'm a chef. Uh, let's see. I'm a landscaper. I have multiple jobs working at the working around my humble abode right now. So, um, if anybody needs you know some work done, hire me, please.
2: <laughs> I'll be sure to let people know that Jarrell Worthy is ready for hire. Whatever the case is, as well as not forget. People that he is an NFL defensive tackle, so you never know. You may get a look, hopefully, Jarrell. I don't know if you're still in the uh, mix to play, but, you know. Absolutely. Of course, you're always going to be ready to pick up that phone should somebody call, huh?
0: Yes, sir. we Will do, man. I'm always ready to play. Um, I'm always excited about getting a chance to to go out there and strap it up, and I'm um, and, uh, looking forward for that opportunity when it comes.
2: All right, bro. So right on that note, we're going to get going today today. We'll give our MVP pick for the 2019 season a little bit later in the show. But I want to kick it off with the Pepsi Rookie of the Year Award. Okay, again, those of you who are listening, this is just Jarrell and I giving our educated guesses for which players are going to have a breakout season or just another productive year. So 2019 Rookie of the Year Award goes to Jarrell. Who do you say? Um, me personally,
0: um, I want to say, uh, we're talking about this upcoming season, right? Correct. Uh, well, if I had to give my guests, um, just with every, with all the hype surrounding, um, this player and, and everything that's been taking place, um, if I had to give my rookie of the year, uh, as far as offensively, um, it would have to go to, it would have to go to Kyler Murray, um, offensively, uh. I just feel like, you know, they're going to surround him with so many, so many weapons. Um, I, I feel that, you know, having Larry Fitzgerald um, in Arizona to be a uh, a, a very uh, safe backbone for your organization and then for a, a young rookie trying to be successful in the league, um, as well as having David Johnson. I just feel that Kyler Murray is going to be able to have some success. And I look for him to, uh, to prevail as far as the rookie of the year offensively. Um, And defensively, man, it was really a toss up uh, between three players for me. Um, If I had to name the three players, it would be Nick Bosa, Quinn Williams and Devin White. Uh, I just feel that, um, you know, all three of those guys are in, you know, great organizations where they where they have opportunity to flourish. Um, I would I would honestly give my um, give my nod to Devin White. Uh, just you know being down in, in a top bowl system um, having that that uh, type of continuity around you defensively um, and just having a new uh, fresh mindset and, and of a team that really believes in you that and a team that's kind of um, ask them to come in there and run this entire defense so um, those are my two top picks as far as uh, as far as upcoming awards.
2: I know it was Saquon Barkley last year and I'm going to go with a player that Hasn't officially been named the starter, but all indications point towards it being the case. And I'm just really high on this quarterback. I know you and I talked about him during the pre-draft process, but how about Dwayne Haskins from the Washington Redskins? They took him 15th overall. This Mm -hmm. guy has all the arm talent. Now there has been some questions about whether he was just a beneficiary of having all pro talented wideouts there at Ohio State, Terry McLaurin. But I am a firm believer in Haskins. I think he's going to put together a stellar rookie campaign. And everything that's coming out of Washington right now, Jarrell, is positive reports on Dwayne Haskins and the way he's operating the team's offense. So I'm a big fan of his. And He would be my early pick for Pepsi Rookie of the Year. Now, for the defensive side of the ball, I know you mentioned uh, a couple of names out there, and this draft class was really heavy on the defensive side, but I'm going to choose Buccaneers linebacker Devin White as well. You talked about him as well. This guy is a versatile linebacker, athletically gifted, can play sideline to sideline, and I'm really a big fan of his. I think he can come through for Todd Bowles defense and uh, I look forward to watching him play for sure. So let's go to AP defensive player of the year. So a non-rookie player, it was Aaron Donald last year. Who's your pick in 2019?
0: Wow. Uh, man, there's so many different candidates uh, that has opportunity to win this award. Um, I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you. A, I'm gonna give you a guy you might not talk about all the time, uh, but Akeem Hicks out of Chicago. Um, I think what he was able to do last year for his team, um, and the the constant uh, pressure, the constant dominance that he would have uh, throughout games, the big games uh, in particular. I believe that you know he has opportunity to to make a standout season this year. Uh, you know, to be alongside you know Khalil Mack and have an opportunity to to work together like they did last year and what they were able to accomplish, I think that the that the sky's the limit for that defense and they can only get better. Um, I just feel that you know Akeem Hicks, he de- he demands so much attention, uh, just like Aaron Donald. Um, he just does it in a different way. Uh, He's my sleeper pick for uh, Defensive Player of the Year.
2: And you know what, draw I have another player that really didn't get a whole lot of love this past season. 15 sacks on the year. And I'm going to say Chris Jones from Kansas City.
1: He, mm, he was a,
2: a game wrecker for Kansas City. I know he was often overlooked because the Chiefs, they struggled defensively. But when you watch him play, man, he sure wrecked havoc in the backfield and now he's under Steve Spagnuolo's 4-3 scheme they added some more talent around him they got Frank Clark now at defensive end so now there's going to be multiple pass rushers Emmanuel Ogba from the Browns whom they acquired as well so I really feel like Chris Jones is gonna play with a chip on his shoulder. He didn't get respected enough with a 15 sack season coming from a defensive tackle. So he is my pick to win the Defensive Player of the Year. What are your thoughts on him?
0: Man, he is a phenomenal player, uh, like just like Akeem Hicks, very disruptive. Um, what what stands out about you know uh, uh, Jones is like his ability to get guys off of them, um, how tall and lengthy he is, you know, to be able to bat down balls. Um, and just when you watch him play, uh, when he decides to get to the quarterback, it's like a streamline. Like it's just like a straight line. He goes through, uh, he goes around and through players um, and through players mostly. And so I think he's a phenomenal player.
2: Yeah. So I'm looking forward to seeing him play. And I know you mentioned Akeem Hicks was your pick for Defensive Player of the Year. And again, man, he's one of those underrated players because he gets outlined there by Khalil Mack, who gets all the attention. And you look at the linebacking core they got there with Trevathan and Roquan Smith. But when you watch Hakeem Hicks play, he's always blowing up the A-gap. And he's one of those players that if you don't account for him, he can really take over the opponent's game plan. So I'm a big fan of his as well.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Those, uh, both of those players are very disruptive. Um I mean they they are very they're exceptional and continue to get offensive alignment off of them. And um, their skill sets uh work very well for what their defense actually would do.
2: All right, so on to the next award, Jarrell. Let's go AP offensive player of the year. Last year was Chiefs quarterback Patrick Mahomes who went on to win the MVP in his first full season starting. So I'll go ahead and give you my pick and I'll send it to you. So here's my pick and it is Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers. I know he's been dinged up last year. His knee was the talk of the town there in Green Bay and around the NFL. But coming back, he's fully healthy. The Packers have a lot of talent around him. They have Devontae Adams. We know that Marquez, Valdez, Scantling, who's looking to make a big jump. They got Jimmy Graham. Let's not forget about him. They drafted yeah. Jay Sternberger out of AM, another tight end. Bolster that offensive line. So I really like... What Aaron Rodgers can do with Matt LaFleur, who, by the way, tore his Achilles, so he's going to be coaching from a golf cart, uh, FYI. But uh, I I just cannot bet against Rodgers for the Offensive Player of the Year. We all know the talent that he brings to the table, so that's why I'm rolling with him. Oh, man.
0: Um, That's a phenomenal pick, man. I mean, you can never really pick against Aaron Rodgers and what he – I mean, what he brings to the table, uh, you know, you know, Sunday, uh, you know, Sunday after Sunday, what he's able to do um, with the talent around him, whether it's an, an elite talent or whether it's a guy that, you know, literally might have got there a week ago. Um, you know, the trust and belief that those guys have around Aaron Rodgers is phenomenal. Um, he's a, he could easily be a, a great pick for me. Um, this is uh, I, have a, I have a different I got a different pick for you. You might. uh so my pick for um, AP uh, player of the year, uh, my pick was, is going to be Nick Foles. Um, I mm. think, you know, with him having uh, the success in Philadelphia, uh, with everybody that talks about the system, uh, you know, having been uh, to his advantage, uh, I, I looked, I look forward to seeing what he can do. Um, with the with the great defense that that Jacksonville potentially has and uh, what he brings to the table, I think um, you know he can take this team as far as they want to go. Uh, with having them being um, right there at the cusp of a, of a championship a few years ago, I think that um, Nick Foles and what he brings to the table um, kind of shores up what what uh, Jacksonville wants to bring to the table offensively. And so I think I look for him to have a phenomenal year.
2: That is a wild card pick, Jarrell. But then again, we have to remember that this guy's a Super Bowl winner and an MVP at that. So we can't be too surprised with your pick there. Going with Nick Foles, who's now in Jacksonville. And I dig it, man, because you know what? I feel like he's back with John DiFilippo, the guy he was very comfortable with in Philadelphia as the uh, OC there for the Jaguars in as long As Leonard Fournette can stay healthy and he can continue being their number one workhorse back to kind of provide some balance to Jacksonville's offensive attack. I do think Nick Foles can put together a strong season for the Jaguars. So I I really like that pick, man. Outside the box, but nonetheless, Nick Foles, we all know what he's capable of doing, as we saw in Philadelphia. So let's go on to the next topic. And this is a fun one because there's a lot of different candidates for AP Comeback Player of the Year. We know in 2018 it was Andrew Luck who put together a monster season for Indianapolis. So this year, 2019, there's a lot of candidates out there who are working their way back from injury or just uh, did not play during the 2018 season. So I'll go ahead and toss it to you, Jarrell. Who is your pick to win the 2019 comeback player of the year award.
0: Okay, so <laughs> it took me
2: a little minute going back and forth um on
0: this topic because I have I got two players that uh that it was it was very tough between um number one being Cam Newton, uh you know and and what he was able what what he went through last year with that team and um, how they kind of just kind of fell apart after having some success early. Um, I think that he would definitely want to get back on track. Um, the contender with Cam Newton would be uh, Le'Veon Bell, having set out an entire year um, under a new regime, new officer line, new team, um, and just having a lot of a lot to prove this year. Um, but if I had to, if out of those two guys, I would probably go with Cam Newton just because of the. Uh, amount of control that he has over his uh, over the amount of success that he can potentially have. Um, I think you know, with being the quarterback position, uh, I mean, you always have opportunity to dictate games and dictate how the outcomes are are uh, determined. And so, I just think that Cam Newton has the edge in that regard as um, as far as being an AP uh, comeback player of the year.
2: I'm actually going with the signal caller myself, except I'm going with 49ers quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo who tore his ACL early in the season against Kansas City. The Niners gave him a big contract a couple years ago. We know the resume he had there in New England, and I think he really is talented, and he's got plenty of talent around him with Kyle Shanahan and that offense. So I look for Garoppolo to put together a nice season here in 2019, which should get him that Comeback Player of the Year award, but plenty of candidates as well as Cam Newton, who you mentioned, so let's go to the next one here. How about uh, AP Coach of the Year, Jarrell? This one is another prestigious award that went to Matt Nagy of the Chicago Bears who led them to a 12-4 and record in his first season. So who are you going to give this award to in
0: 2019? Oh, man. Um, I would probably have to go Anthony Lynn. Um, I think if the Chargers can uh, repeat the success that they had, you know, uh, out in the West coast and now in, in a tough AFC West. Um, I think that they uh, have, a, I think he'll have an opportunity to, to uh, be up for Coach of the year. Um, and I, because I, I think the Oakland Raiders will be a lot better. I think Denver is going to be a lot better this year. Um, Kansas city. We all, we all know what they can do. Uh, but if Los Angeles, if, if the Chargers can come in and have the same success that they had, or even build on the success that they had last year, uh, I, I think no doubt, uh, Anthony Lynn.
2: All right, you ready for my pick, man? I think you may be a little bit caught off guard with this one, but he's a coach that you are familiar with because you played for him. How about Sean McDermott of the Buffalo Bills? Ooh. Six and 10 in 2018, he's 15 and 17 <laughs> through two seasons in Buffalo. But again, man, I think we can both agree that Buffalo has done a lot this offseason to improve their team on both sides of the ball. Their defense was number two in overall defense last year. They had Ed Oliver in the draft and a couple others. And then offensively, they really hunkered down at wide receiver Cole Beasley, Smokey Brown on the outside. They fixed that offensive line. Josh Allen, who had a pretty good year last year, so I really think that Buffalo can get to that 10, maybe even 11 win mark and be the surprise team of the NFL this coming season, which is why I'm picking McDermott to win this award. What are your
0: thoughts? I, I mean, this is definitely a, 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 um, a very uh, reasonable pick um, just because of Sean McDermott and what he brings to the table and what type of coach he is. Um, the success they've been able to have since he's been there defensively, they just have to revamp that offense. Um, I think, you know, with them adding all the pieces that they did off on the offensive line, a um, couple friends of mine, uh, Quinn Spain, uh, you know, and having, uh, you know, bringing in Frank Gore uh, to help that, you know, solidify that offense. Um, you know, I think the big, the biggest thing for me is not going to be their physicality up front. You know, McDermott's always going to be the guy that demands physicality. I think, what it's going to be is them being able to push the ball down the field in tough situations. When you get in those, those third and eights, third and sevens, uh, situations, um, you know, Josh Allen's not going to be able to tuck the ball and just run, um, you know, as far as how he did last year, um, and the health of Shady McCoy, uh, that's going to be very valuable as far as, um, you know, their success moving forward. But, you know, he has, you know, every bit of, you know, all the intangibles in order for that team to be successful. And so um, it, wouldn't be surpri- it wouldn't be surprising for me to see them get 10 to 11 wins.
2: Yeah, so that's one of those teams that it's worth keeping an eye on moving forward. Next topic, the passing yards leader. Last year was Big Ben with 5,129 yards through the air. And uh, my pick here, I'm going to give it to Patrick Mahomes, who he finished the 2018 season with – Five thousand ninety-seven yards, so he came in second. Mahomes is a gunslinger. Now Tyreek Hill's status is still up in the air, but they drafted Miko Hardman as a potential replacement. So I think he's still going to be functioning at a very high level. So I think he's going to lead the league in passing yards. Uh, who do you think is going to take that uh, award in your eyes?
0: I know number one, it's not going to be Big Ben. Let's <laughs> just we we, we got to put that out there. You know, with AB's departure, but um, I personally think you know uh, Aaron Rodgers always has opportunity to to pad the stats with a lot of um, these uh, you know types of uh, categories as far as uh, passing yards goes, and um, you know I just think that he's the he's the best purest passer in the NFL, and I think that he has opportunity um, to be that that passing leader uh, for this year if guys can stay healthy around him and. And uh, and he can stay healthy. Uh, I think that he can be that guy.
2: All right. So now let's go ahead and give our AP MVP pick. So Jarrell, who is going to be the most valuable player of the twenty nineteen season?
0: Okay. Okay. This is a this is a tough one. For me. This is a this is a real this is a real big tough one for me. Um. Just because, you know, MVP is, I mean, you can have it on both sides of the ball. Um, I think it's about time a defensive player has has won, has the opportunity to win the award. Mm -hmm. Um, But if I had to, if I did have to have, if I did have to give an award out uh, for the most valuable player um, for this upcoming season, I would, my safe pick, my safe pick would be Andrew Luck. Um, just because of, you know, I think that he's going to be able to build on that success that he had last year, um, gaining more confidence in his arm, gaining more confidence in his team, um, you know, and just, and just understanding that he's protected back there with that, with that revamped offensive line. um, I think that Andrew Luck is going to have an opportunity um, to push the ball down the field um, and play ahead in some games with, with the additions that they had on defense. So um, I think Andrew Luck to have an opportunity to win the uh, most valuable players um, next year. You
2: know what, I like that pick a lot, and I think there's uh, some uh, sense to that because we all saw how nasty that O-line is for Indianapolis, Marlon Mack, and now Naheem Hines, a second-year running back. So, yeah, I definitely can see that happening. But for me, I'm going to stick to the same chord here. And uh, I'm going to give it to Aaron Rodgers. I I had him as my AP Offensive Player of the Year. I think Rodgers is destined for another strong season there in Green Bay. I think this LaFleur connection is going to fire on all cylinders. Their run game with Aaron Jones, I think he's going to continue to lead their backfield, provide some nice balance to that offense. So Aaron Rodgers is my pick for MVP Let's go ahead and move to the running game, shall we? Because it was Ezekiel Elliott in 2018 who led the league with 1,434 yards, 4.7 yards per carry. And I'm going to be honest with you, Jarrell. He's my repeat winner for the 2019 rushing yards leader. I think the Cowboys depend a lot on Elliott. He's still got plenty left in the tank. So I'm going to keep it with Elliott for 2019. How about yourself?
0: Um, I'm going to give it to Le'Veon Bell. Um, I think that, you know, um, having a year off, is going to be very great. It was going to be phenomenal for his body. Um, I think that, uh, you know, with their offensive line and what that team wants to do, I think they have opportunity to be very successful in his running style. Um, and just being in the AFC East, man, um, you know, there's, there's, there's always opportunities to run the football against Miami. Um, you know, uh, New England is, is not always the best against the, the run as well. They're, they're normally really good against the pass from being up all the time. And um, and Buffalo, uh, you know, they've been up and down a little bit against the run. Um, they usually are, are a phenomenal defense, uh, but I think there's going to be some success there for, uh, for on this ship.
2: To the receiving yards leader, it was Julio Jones in 2018. Who's your pick to lead the league in reception yards this coming season?
0: Um I think personally no doubt in my mind um Antonio Brown um I think that John Gruden is going to uh literally overuse him when it comes to the offensive game plan. I think he's going to try to get him the ball um as many times as possible. Um I think, you know, with that um with having all the the offseason trades and, you know, and everything that they had to go through last year, um he's going to need to have some uh, some good days ahead. And I think, you know, why not with getting your best player of the ball as much as possible.
2: Now, I got to bring this up to you, Jarrell, because I know we talked about our comeback player of the year picks. And assuming that you think Brown's going to have a, a pretty monster year, would you consider Derek Carr as a comeback player of the year candidate? Uh,
0: Yeah, I think, you know, they had an awful year last year. Uh, I believe that um, – you know, Derek Carr is a good football player. I have played against him. I believe that he has opportunity to be successful. And if uh, if they can figure out what they want to do with their running game, um, you know, they have a left tackle and Trent Brown is going to be phenomenal for them. Uh, and you know, they have continuity there. So I think Derek Carr is definitely going to have opportunity to um, to be successful and and have some uh, get back to that Pro Bowl status he had a few years ago.
2: I'll go ahead and uh, transition back to the main subject, and it's the receiving yards leader. I'm going to go ahead and give it to Saints wide receiver Michael Thomas. I think he's going to continue being the focal point in New Orleans. I know the Saints have really put an emphasis on trying to identify another receiver to kind of bring a little bit of help to Michael Thomas because I think we saw it a little bit, Jarrell, towards the end of the 2018 season and into the playoffs. Thomas wasn't... As effective as he was earlier on, and I think that's just because defenses really just found a way to double him over the top, take him out of the game plan. Because New Orleans really didn't have another viable wideout on the outside. But I do think Drew Brees, as long as he's there in New Orleans, he's going to continue to look at Michael Thomas early and often. So I think he's going to lead the league in receiving yards in 2019.
0: Mm, okay
2: so let's go ahead and segue how about to the defensive side of the ball the tackles leader okay last year it was the rookie for the Colts Darius Leonard who had 163 total tackles so who do you think will lead that category in 2019
0: to be honest with you I personally think he's going to repeat um you know when you turn on the film and watch him play man I mean it's It is absolutely unbelievable how, you know, how well he diagnoses plays, um, how well he comes downhill and, um, you know, and how he can play in coverage. Um, You know, the fact that, you know, a lot of linebackers, it's very hard to find linebackers that can do both. Um, You know, they can fill holes as well as play in coverage and play in space. So um, I actually look for him to repeat for this uh, year coming up.
2: I got you. I'm a big fan of his game as well. Plays lights out all over the field. I'm going to give it to another second year linebacker who I think's going to burst onto the scene even more and he plays in the Windy City Bears linebacker Roquan Smith of the mm-hmm. Bears 121 total tackles during his rookie season which was good for 13th in the NFL I do think he's going to lead that category this year in Chuck Pagano's defense I'm just very high on him as a playmaker very instinctive so I like Roquan Smith to win that award this coming season so let's now go to the sacks leader I know we both talked about a pair of defensive tackles for AP defensive player of the year but this is another category and aspect that Aaron Donald completely dominated in last year 20 and a half sacks led the league by a nice margin do you have him repeating that same honor this coming season?
0: Absolutely.
2: Um, I mean, you
0: just have to turn on the tape. Uh you have to you have to see how many sacks he misses. You know what I mean? And that's what's I mean, and that's what's outrageous because I mean you you if you watch, he gets he had 20 and a half, but I mean, there's easily another 15 to 20 that he's missing on tape. So it's like, um, you know, you can't you can't um uh, you can't argue that he is the best defensive lineman in football. And so um it's very hard to root against him repeating.
2: And I'm going with Khalil Mack. I think this guy, he finally is going to have a full off season under his belt. Because remember, Jarrell, when he got traded to Chicago, he literally arrived there about three or four days before the week one opener. So he didn't have much of a conditioning program to work his way into. Same reference goes for him. Watch the tape. Look at how dominant he is off the edge. It doesn't matter if teams chip him with a tight end or a running back. He seems to get to the quarterback on a very frequent basis. I think he's going to do just that and more. Don't discount Aaron Donald, but I do think not having Endomic and Sue lined up next to him maybe will affect him just a tad because a lot of people don't want to acknowledge it, but Sue did also play a factor in uh, Donald's big-time breakout season because he did take up quite a bit of double-team blocks away from Donald.
0: Mm, Okay, okay.
2: So that's my take on it. How about let's go to the interceptions leader. We're almost done here. Last year, there was a, I believe, a three-way tie with seven. It was Bears corner Kyle Fuller, Xavier Howard, and Falcon safety. Demonte KZ all had seven. Who is your pick to win this coming season?
0: Um, Casey Hayward. Um, I think that, you know, as far as... uh, you know, just pure cover skills, um, very instinctual. Um, I think that his skill set is is very phenomenal. He he doesn't always get the credit that he's the, that he deserves. And um, as far as being one of the best cornerbacks in football, um, I would have to say I would have to say Casey Hayward.
2: All right, I like him. Very underrated. I don't think he gets the respect that he deserves either. So that's a nice pick for me. I'm gonna give it to Titan safety Kevin Bayard who had four interceptions in 2018. He's a ball hawk, and he's one of these guys that you can tell he's starving for the superstar attention, and he is growing into that. And now with Dean Pease, who's returning as a defensive coordinator in Tennessee, I like his aggressive style of play, and I think Kevin Bayard's going to benefit from that in 2019, so he's my pick to lead the league in interceptions. Now let's talk a little bit about some sophomore players that we feel could be breakout players as we begin this new season. So let's go NFC offensive player who is entering year number two. Give me a player that you think is going to burst onto the scene, Jarrell.
0: Um, I think a person
2: that has an opportunity um, to be very successful, um, Ronald Jones
0: um, down in Tampa Bay. Um, I just think that they are still searching for their their running game there. Um, I don't think that he had as as much opportunity as they would like to see last year. Um, I mean, being a second round pick, he didn't play until um, at least like week four or five of the season. Um, I think that, you know, he has opportunity to be successful down there um, with. uh, Oh, man. I totally just lost track. Bruce Arians, I'm sorry. Um, Bruce, with with Arians and his offense, um, I think he has an opportunity to be successful.
2: And you know what? Funny thing is, man, is that I had Ronald Jones as well as my breakout <laughs> player, man. No joke. 38th <laughs> overall pick of the 2018 NFL Draft. I think he's going to have himself a nice rebound year. He struggled with whatever the case was. He didn't see the field that often, but you look at him at USC, he was dynamic. And the thing that makes his game stand out is that he's versatile. He can also catch very well out of the backfield. So I like Ronald Jones to have himself a nice year in 2019. So let's go, uh, AFC now, Jarrell, and give me an offensive player that you feel will prove some of the, uh, taters wrong as they get ready for year two.
0: Man, this was tough, man, because there's a couple guys, uh that I would like to see, uh, have some phenomenal years this upcoming. Um, so if I, if I, I want to give you my, I want to go ahead and give you my pick. Um, uh, but I want to kind of give you like a co um, pick as well. Um, number one being hated Hurst. Um, I, um, the guy tied in out of South Carolina, um, his first pick last year, uh, the Baltimore had an injury, um, uh, was kind of sidelined for a while. And, um, uh, you know, and and they were looking for him to be a, a very uh, pivotal point in their in their offensive attack. And I think, um, you know, with, with giving uh Lamar Jackson uh, just just one more weapon uh to be able to be successful, uh, you know, coming out the backfield, I think that they'll have an opportunity I mean not coming out the backfield, but uh being able to throw um uh, throw two out the backfield, I think it, it definitely uh, it definitely can help their offensive game. I mean when you see in the playoffs uh, with them not being able to throw the ball downfield, uh, tight ends are, all, are normally uh, a safety blanket for a quarterback. And so, having a, a dynamic tight end like uh, Hayden Hurst, I think, uh, can definitely improve this uh, the the Baltimore offense. And um, and my co and my co uh, would have to be DJ Clark at um, LSU. Uh, you know, second round pick, sixty first uh, Jacksonville. Um, I think with the addition of Nick Foles, uh, I think he'll he'll have an opportunity to be very successful down there. Um, If he can just run routes and and get open um, against tough coverage, I mean, practicing practicing against that tough defense every day um, should definitely help him improve. And so um, I I look for him to have a a breakout season uh, this upcoming year.
2: Okay, those are good picks here for me. I'm going to go to the AFC North, James Washington of the Steelers. 60th Mm. overall pick, 2018 draft out of Oklahoma State. And uh, he played a little bit of a secondary role last year, as we know. Antonio Brown was still there. But with A.B. now in Oakland, it looks like Washington is going to be a viable number two to Juju Smith-Schuster in a Pittsburgh offense that we see. You know, Big Ben, he goes to the air at least 40 times a game, it seems like. I think Washington's going to have a lot of opportunities to have a pretty productive season. So I think he's going to burst onto the scene a little bit. And I I can definitely see Washington having his fair share of targets, especially as teams really focus on shutting down Smith-Schuster. So I don't know how you feel about James Washington, but he's one player that I'm keeping my eyes on as we move forward.
0: Mm, Okay, I like it.
2: All right, so a couple more, Jarrell, before we end today's episode. Let's go now to the defensive side of the ball, sophomore player from the NFC. Give me a name, man, that you think is going to have a strong campaign. Um,
0: I personally would say Vita Vey. Um, I think um, with him in Tampa Bay, with the addition of Ndamukong um, uh, he can have a uh, I wouldn't necessarily say a, a year like Aaron Donald, but I think that he have a, he has an opportunity uh, to be very successful, um, especially once they have when they get um, JPP back, because uh, um, they'll probably start out on the pups list. Uh, but you know, once you know, you know they have opportunity with those guys around him, and you know, in addition to Devin White, Vita Bay has you know some chances to get single blocked, and um, I don't understand. I don't. I've never seen a guy that's been able to block him, you know, one on one when he's using great technique. So um, he's my guy as far as the NFC uh, the NFC uh, goes.
2: All right, that's a good one. I got a Vikings corner, Mike Hughes, who was a 30th overall pick out of UCF. He tore his ACL early on in the season, and I like his playing style. He's an aggressive outside corner. He's not afraid to play press man. And I think he's going to continue to emerge as a big-time corner playing opposite of Xavier Rhodes in Minnesota. And uh, now to go to the AFC. I'll go ahead and give you mine before I toss it to you. I have Minka Fitzpatrick for the Miami (laughs) Dolphins, man. I think this guy is going to burst onto the scene dynamic. He can play corner and safety. And just by the lateral, I'm wondering if he was your pick as well.
0: Man, I mean, it's crazy, man. Just because, like... I definitely was going to go with him uh, with everything that's been surrounding Jones and uh, in, in the trade talks, release talks, everything that's been surrounding him and, and that secondary uh, and just having a new voice on defense now. Uh, with Coach Flores, I think that you know Fitzpatrick has an opportunity to be very successful in their defense, um, and I think they're going to let the reins go for him. I think they're going to allow him to kind of be back there and make continue to make plays.
2: I do think that he's a, a very, very versatile player, Brian Flores, as you just talked about, and the defensive mind that he is. So I look for him to make a nice little jump here in 2019. So there you have it. There's some picks there for you. A little. Pre 2019 NFL season award show. Just trying to talk about all these excellent NFL players that are going to get with their respective team moving forward. As this week, we have a a list of teams that have their mandatory mini camp. And then after that, Jarrell, there's about a what five or six week layover. And then it's training camp, man. And then it's time to roll and strap up the cleats. And we get football season coming really close around the corner. So I'm certainly excited right now. I know it's kind of in a dead period here in mid-June, but it certainly is fun to get on the mic and chat some football with you, man. Absolutely, man. Um, I mean, it's never really a dull moment
0: in the NFL, um, unless it's not on TV. I think um, for the most part, man, teams have been um, constantly orchestrating their rosters uh, behind the scenes. And. Um, I think we're going to have an exciting year coming up, man. I, I think training camp is going to be very exciting with all the storylines, um, with the new players, new teams, new coaches. Um, you know, guys within uh, moving within divisions. Uh, you know, uh, i.e. Uh, Gerald McCoy. I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be exciting, man. I I, I, I can't wait uh, to look forward to it. And actually, hopefully. I should be out there, so you should be able to, you know, get a couple storylines off me.
2: (laughs) Yes, sir, man. I'm counting on it. I'm just waiting for the day when you send me a text. You let me know, hey, bro, I got this workout or I'm signing here. I'll break it on my news feed and I look forward to it, man. I really do hope you get an opportunity. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of teams who will be looking for some DTs, especially, unfortunately, as part of the game, right? But injuries are a part of the NFL, so that's why there's always opportunities that could come surfaced for you, man. So keep up the good work. I know you got your hands tied down over there with your family being the all star dad and stuff, man. So again, I appreciate your time, Jarell, and uh, have a blessed rest of the week,
0: man. I appreciate it too.
2: Um, and I'm gonna
0: make sure that I hold it down over here. Um, I gotta get up, the kiddos are. Should be getting up from their napping a little bit, man. I had to put them down for a little bit, but it's always exciting to, to get on the show, man, and continue to talk, man. Thanks for having me on. All
2: right, man. Well, take care. God bless, bro. We'll be in contact. All right, bro. Sick
0: of being upsold at gyms?